0: Hey there, welcome to the Love Drive Helpline. Today's question is from Jessica from Dallas who asked out a coworker via instant message and got no reply. If you wanna submit your own question, go to the link in my bio on Instagram or to the link in this episode's description and leave me a voicemail. All right, here is Jessica. I'm Jessica calling from Dallas. I asked out a friend at work on an instant message over social media because I couldn't seem to get a minute privately to ask, and he ignored me, and I'm wondering if I should approach him about that because, um, yeah, we're acquaintances. We have to see each other at work all the time. We had a good rapport. There was some flirting, and I was really prepared for any response except being ignored. So what should I do? Should I approach him or should I let it go? Thanks. The audacity of this person to ignore your kind request for a date knowing that he was going to see you at work. My God. (laughs) Okay. Just to answer your question, right off the bat, yes, of course, you should mention it, especially if you're acquaintances, you're friendly, there's been some flirting in the past, and you're going to have to see each other, right? We have to have these conversations so that we can have more easeful relationships. When there is something wrong, something bothering you with anybody in your life, I think It's worth having a conversation, especially if you're going to see them again. If you just like don't like someone, don't really want to see them again, and there's something bothering you about them, of course you don't have to go and tell them, "Hey, I think you're an asshole," just so that you can feel better. But if you want this person in your life, or they're going to be in your life regardless, then it's worth having a conversation, and that would look something like, "Hey, dude, uh, I like you. I like being friends with you. I." sent you a message asking you on a date and you didn't reply. And so I'm curious, what's up with that? That's basically the, the standard script when you want to know what's up with someone or something is to just say like, what happened there? Or what's up with that? Or can you shed some light on that? Can you clarify? Is there a reason why you didn't reply? And yeah, this sounds direct, and it might even sound a little confrontational. And I guess you are, to a certain degree, having a confrontation. You're confronting someone about their behavior and how it has impacted you. And is this going to be awkward? Yes. Undoubtedly. 100%. No one has died of awkwardness, right? As far as I know. And also... To a certain degree, it's only awkward if you make it awkward. And even then, it might still be a little bit awkward. But you know, if you approach the conversation from an awkward perspective, then it might be awkward. But if you approach it from a perspective of all you're trying to do is get a little clarity around this action, then if they're awkward or they feel awkward, that's really not on you, right? You're just trying to get some clarity. Hey, I sent you a message and you didn't reply. What's up with that? That, that's all it has to look like, right? Uh, ignoring it is probably going to make it more awkward, right? I, I just don't like it when there's a lot of unsaid stuff. It does impact relationships, I think, not in the positive, often in the negative, right? When you can speak up about something that's bothering you and clear the air, it just makes space for something more fun, or fulfilling, or connected to take place. Or it just gives you more clarity. And I like clarity. I think that living in ambiguity in any relationship is just exhausting and confusing. And I just don't like it. So I'm bummed that he didn't reply. We don't know why he didn't reply. Maybe he's nervous. Maybe he doesn't want to start a relationship with a coworker. Maybe he doesn't like you like that. Maybe he likes you like that and he is feeling insecure. Maybe he's had bad experiences in the past dating coworkers. You never know. <laughs> I remember I used to work at Chevy's Tex Mex in uh, Saratoga, California on Saratoga Ave, if anybody knows where that is. And I was a host for a little bit and then I became a server. And I remember I dated this woman, Yvonne, who was also a server. And Something happened. I think before we started dating. Well, first of all, before we dated, I asked her for her phone number while she was carrying a whole tray of uh, Chevy's Fresh Mex Cadillac margaritas. And as I was asking for her number, the tray, she like sort of like started leaning one way and the whole tray fell. It was like hundreds, hundreds of dollars worth of margaritas. Spilled on the floor. It was like a huge deal in the middle of a crowded restaurant room, and so that—that's how that started. And then I think we had sex. I think the condom broke, so she had to get Plan B. But how? Also, like, the condom breaks. How did I not notice? Right. That's always like my answer to people when they're like, "Hey, the condom broke," and and uh, he didn't notice. And it's like, how do you not notice? Right. There's such like a remarkable difference between having sex with a condom and having sex without a condom, right? It like instantly feels three times better. So but I was young, I was like 16 or something. So maybe I I, I wasn't <laughs> as sensitive down there as I am now, or as aware. Anyways, the condom broke, she got plan B. And I think I lost interest. And it became weird. And I remember my boss, Mark Gonzalez pulled me aside And he had noticed the weirdness, right? (laughs) This is so cringe. But he pulled me aside and he goes, and that, Sean, is why you don't dip your chip in the company salsa. (laughs) Okay, so back to dating coworkers. Uh, I'm told, I don't know, there was some statistic that like a third of people meet at work, right? So we're not saying don't meet people at work. We're saying there are repercussions and consequences of meeting people at work, which is that if it doesn't work out and neither of you want to leave, you have to be in the same space. And let's be honest, that's hard, especially when one person doesn't want to be in a relationship relationship anymore and the other person does, right? Right. Breakups are rarely mutual, right? There's always one person who's just not ready to break up and the other person is. And so if you find yourself in that situation at work, it can be really hard. And then also, if there's some sort of power imbalance, right? A boss and a subordinate, that makes things tricky. And that's not to say that it can't work. You know, maybe you fall madly in love, and one person gets another job somewhere else because the relationship is more important than the job. And I don't have a lot of experience with this other than Yvonne at Chevy's some 20 plus years ago because I've... uh, Well, why is that? Uh, I think when I worked at Yahoo for four years, I was in a relationship with someone who worked at a different place. And then that was the last time I was gainfully employed by someone other than myself, which... When was that? 2010. So I don't have a lot of experience with this because I haven't really dated people at work. Um, but you know, fuck. What's more important? Is it your career? Is it the unending, undying pursuit of love? (laughs) I don't know. I, I don't I don't know. Just know that your actions have consequences. And I'm not even speaking to uh, the original question asker anymore. Now I'm just talking broadly about dating people at work. If both people can be adult about it, it's fine. But things happen at the end of a relationship. I'm only really talking about what happens when people break up and they work together. Because when they don't break up, then there's really no problem right? You, you both keep working and keep enjoying each other's company and everything's fine, right? So let's, let's, and, 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 and that's my hope for you, but I'm realistic. And I know that it doesn't always end like that, right? Sometimes, often, maybe, um, office romances end and then it gets hard, right? So can you be an adult about the breakup? And are you willing to see the person on a regular basis, right? That's what makes it hard. I think that when you break up with someone, it's much easier to heal without having to see them every day, right? Um, Out of sight, out of mind. Though some people will say absence makes the heart grow fonder, but I think not in the case of a breakup. I really think out of sight, out out of mind helps a lot. Um, no contact if you can. If you don't have kids together, uh, no to low contact. Uh, unfollow on social media. Unfollow or mute their friends on social media so that you don't have to see them on a regular basis. Or like when you're not expecting it, right? It's always when you're not expecting it. So dating at work it complicates things. And what I want to say, I want to go back to, you know, can you be an adult about this breakup? Oftentimes, people cannot be adults about a breakup right? They turn the lasers on each other. I don't know why, right? You spend months, years in loving bliss with someone, and then you fall out of love. And all of a sudden, they become enemy number one. And I get it, right? There are hurt feelings. You thought you were going to spend the rest of your life with this person, and now they broke up with you or they cheated on you or whatever it is. I mean, it's, it's easier to turn the lasers on when they've done something wrong. Um, But even when they haven't, right, just the mere fact that someone doesn't want to be in a relationship with you anymore is enough for you to not be an adult about a breakup. And the reality is that like breakups happen all the time, all the time, right? Just because you're getting married doesn't mean it's not going to end, right? It's, It's not, you know, I do forever till death do us part anymore. It was never, till death do us part. I mean, maybe in the old days because life expectancy wasn't as long as it is now. So this is just a ramble about the risks of dating at work, but then also like, man, whoa, man, Uh, life is short, right? But it's also very long, (laughs) It's, it's, it's simultaneously short and long. It's another one of the paradoxes of life. But I will never say no to love. I will never say no to love. Even if I know that someone is not a good fit for me, <laughs> but there's love there. There's a lot of love there and it's beautiful. I'm going to go for it. I'm a hopeful romantic. And so if I met somebody at work and there was some chemistry there and it was worth exploring, I would explore it. Damn the consequences. And I would take responsibility for those consequences, right? These are the, these are the, <laughs> what is it? These are the, the consequences of my actions and I will, I will accept them, right? So I'm not blaming anybody, you know, if, if something goes wrong at work because uh, you dated someone that, you know, this is, This is on you. But, you know, it's on both of you. God, this is like, uh, it's long-winded and it's a little dark because it's all about breaking up in the workplace. But I think that's the fear, right? The fear is that it's going to mess up your work environment. The fear is never, there's no fear if it goes well, right? So anyways, I'm going to say go for it. And Jessica, of course, talk about it. Talk to your person, talk to the people, tell people what you want them to know, ask people questions so you can have more clarity, so you can have less ambiguity in your life. This applies to every and all relationships. If you have a question about somebody's behavior, why they did this, why they said this, the best person to ask is that person, right? That's just, I mean, the most logical thing, but also kind of the hardest thing. Because I know you want me to tell you why they did this or what they meant by this or why they said this, or you want your friends, which is why you will go and crowdsource, you know, 17 people so that you don't have to ask the one person who has the answer, who has the information you are seeking. And I will always, nearly always recommend you just ask the person. Hey, I sent you a message and asked you out, but I never heard back from you. What's up with that? All right, everybody, this has been a long-winded, sort of a rant, ramble. Um, I'm doing this from my new sit-stand desk in the standing configuration. So this is the first ever Love Drive podcast recorded standing up. And I'm glad that you were here for it. Have a beautiful week, everybody. Bye-bye. Wait, I lied. I'm back. You might want to know how to ask out a coworker. <laughs> I guess if this episode is called Asking Out a Coworker, it would behoove me to let you know how I would ask out a coworker. Uh, it's a little tricky, right? Because you don't want to make things weird. And also, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting to go on a date with somebody, even if you work with them, right? There's nothing wrong with love or wanting to be in a relationship or wanting sex or wanting to go on a date. So how would I approach this? I would just ask them if they want to get a drink sometime. I feel like, hey, do you want to get a drink sometime? Has a little bit of intention behind it, right? It's a little daty, but it's not 100% daty. So I think in the workplace, I would tread a little lightly than I normally would. I would normally say, hey, do you want to go on a date with me if you're single and interested? And if you're not, I get it. But I think I would tread a little bit lighter in the workplace and just ask them out for a drink one-on-one so that I can do a vibe check, energy check. I might ask them if they're in a relationship during the date to see if they're single. And if they say that they're not in a relationship, then... I might proceed with some extra flirty vibes. And if they are in a relationship, then I would pivot to, oh, how'd you meet your partner? And become sort of an ally, right? Because it's not always clear when you're asking somebody for a drink, coworker, whether it's flirty and datey, because coworkers go have drinks all the time, right? So I would also analyze a little bit or explore the content of the conversation, right? Is it all about work? Or does it go into like more personal territory? So that's how I would approach it, uh, which is less bold than I normally am. I mean, if you want to go full bold, if that's your style, and if it is, I endorse it 100%, I would say something like, hey, I know we're coworkers, workers and a uh, no is totally fine here, but if you're interested and you're single, I'd love to go on a date with you. Um, and if that's not something you're interested in or... You, you're not single, then I totally understand I'm super happy to be an awesome colleague. <laughs> it's just hard for that not to come out a little bit awkward. So that would be the full bold and then the mild ask would just be to ask someone out for a cup of coffee or a drink or to dinner. Dinner would kind of ramp up the datey vibes a little bit. All right. Um, go forth and ask your coworkers out and Let me know how it goes. All right, beautiful day, bye-bye.